This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Entertainment. And I uh, see on the old Star Trek website that uh, Luke Bryan loves playing here so much. He's coming back. He's going to play Target Field again. Oh, wow. Oh, he likes playing at the Target this Field. This is a country crowd right this here. This is. Yeah. Yep. This is a country crowd. Country crowd here. July twenty first. If you're interested. Nice. Yep. Oh, that'll be that'll be Sam a crazy Hunt fun night. Oh, that up. is totally. That is. Yeah, I'm going to have people up. calling me. Yep. Family members. <laughs> How can you get tickets? Right. That right there is what makes that a really terrific. Having Sam Hunt on the well. Yeah. I, Julia and I have said this for a while now. We love these. If you've got. If you've got one great act, get a second one, and it's like even... It's and get just, one at a little different demo, a yeah, little younger it's demo. It's just exploding. You're, yep. Yeah. It's great. Okay, so last night in the clubhouse, I mainly tuned in. I wanted to see Andy Cohen had uh, um, Adam Rippon, the, mm-hmm. the figure skater, the Olympian. Yep. And he, besides... To, I mean, he didn't talk to that many people on the red carpet that wanted to interview him, but no. he had a lot of people who were loving. I know Kojikoro, Stephen Kojikoro, who used to do fashion for entertainment tonight. He thought it was just terrible that he wore his leather daddy vest under yes, his Yes, it's kind of bondage He He did look great in it, but Adam was on, and Brandy Glanville was also in the clubhouse, and she is never afraid to speak her mind, and she's just off Celebrity Big Brother. Yes, so I she thought, is. You know what? This might be an interesting I, one to watch, I right? caught the first half of it, yeah. Okay, so let's start with the first cut. Where And can I just say that Brandi Glanville went to the same surgeon for her nose that Kim Zolciak? She is, she has wrecked her face. She did something, and now she's got that... Very thin tip, almost square. Yeah, oh, the on her, Kim Zolciak mm-hmm. on her nose. Mm-hmm. She did her mm-hmm. nose, yep. and her face now looks almost cartoonish. I there's her, got, yeah. Sometimes you have to keep your nose the way it is in its natural state to balance out your features because mm-hmm. she's got kind of mm-hmm. lush lips and wide set eyes. Now, I mean, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I she had a believe, lovely cleavage. No, but I couldn't believe I my eyes. It was just like watching Kim Zolciak when you're like, wow, you look completely different. I've done different, nothing. And it's your I've nose. I've done nothing. Anyway, so that was Brandy Glanville. Here she is talking about Amorosa, her house. Answer me this. So Amorosa has been backing, backtracking on a bunch of stuff that she said in the Big Brother house. She went on Colbert and said, oh, that was taken out of context. It was edited when she said Trump is a disaster and we should all be worried. She was like, oh no, I was talking about the dreamers. What do you make of that? Um, she's full on a liar. They kept on saying over the thing, Omarosa, don't forget you have a, like a contract, you can get sued. They kept calling her in because she was just speaking out. And then the day after the finale, we went to Marissa's house, yeah. who I love, and we all had to put our phones in the middle. 
and I was still, I was like, I'm telling everyone everything. And she told us some crazy things. So she's insane, like she thinks she can just do whatever she wants and get, get away with it. It's interesting. Do you believe the stuff that she was saying? I mean. Some of it, she's a really good liar. I loved it when you she's asked her really if she good slept liar. with Trump. That was amazing. <laughs> Did Brandy say that? Whoa, but girl, why else would they be that close for that long? Well, I mean, do you have to, I mean. I mean, I think a lot of people do. Really? I never even thought that. Yeah, I had no idea. I mean, she's been hired and fired by Trump Amoroso like three or four times if you count all the celebrity apprentices. Yep. Well, Donnie, play the next one where um, Adam, Adam Rippon responds to a page six article about Johnny Weir's rumored jealousy about him. Okay. My question is for Adam. Um, Adam, do you think that the rumors on page six were true, that Johnny Weir was actually jealous of all the attention that you were getting during the Olympics? Um, maybe. Oh, <laughs> really? Oh. I think m maybe, but you know what? Like, I what? mean, I'm not coming for his job. I'm not coming yeah. for his gig. Well, what I'm were just, your interactions? We didn't really have any, but I mean, maybe. I, I really don't know because like, we didn't really have any inter interactions. And um, like we've always reached out to each other, and I've always like thanked him because I kind of feel like he kind of like he was helped the first make yes. my way yes. a little bit easier. Uh -huh. But We're it's like when there's a new housewife, everyone gets a little jealous. That's all it is. Right. right. <laughs> Thank you for putting it in perspective. Those are words of wisdom right there from yes. Brandy. Yep. Because Johnny Weir was like the first openly gay, gay figure skater yes. who who brought like, it was with very the dramatic and. Yeah, yes. the music, yes. the wore eye makeup. I mean, yes. he was just out there, and we loved it, and we loved that about him. And right. he had a sexiness, and that's what Adam has. So I think Brandy hit it just right. There's just a little bit of jealousy. All right, let's play another one from Adam. Adam, um, out of all of the celebrities who emerged as fans of yours, which left you the most starstruck? I mean, Britney, Tyra, Reese Witherspoon, Sarah Paulson, I mean, on and on. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not really one to get starstruck. Oh. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> Maybe it's Andy. I, I think it's Andy. Yeah. I don't know. This is my second, like, old-fashioned, so I think this is honestly what's, like, having me feel like I've made it. Everyone right. loves, yeah, we all love Andy. Yeah, I love Andy. Um, oh, you're very sweet. What is your type, by the way? Um, I think my type is someone who goes to the gym and, like, has a job. Okay, all right. He needs a rough top. Right, a rough top. A rough you think top. he needs? <laughs> <laughs> you need a rough top. Let's go to Terry Brandy, thank from you Buffalo. So what is a rough top? Yeah, do we need oh, to explain it to our I, listeners? I don't want to explain. I mean, Julie, let's just say that, you know, there's a bottom and a top. Yep. That's a standard yep. uh, thing uh, in yep. gay yep. love. And so just a rough top okay. is exactly what you That's think. That's so funny. Yeah, exactly what so, you think. So, you know, has a job and goes to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that funny? Yes. And he also... Um, was very happy because Cher came to his defense on Oscar Day about her fa his fashion about his fashion liked, with I the harness was... yeah and just that that was the whole you know that fashion is fun and he was showing his thing and that's why I think Brandy said you know the rough top because mm -hmm. there he was in his you know his BDSM, leather daddy yeah. Mm. How about um, I'm not but one. But he's full of himself. He's I so just I'm love not it. one. I love it. I'm not one to, to get starstruck. Star 
He's so well, affected in his but speech. But you know what he showed, though? Like, when Andy was showing, like, you know, he's been, like, you know, training and skating. His and whole life. His whole life. And he's been on television, you know, like, when he was 12 and he was competing. Right. And so I think there is a self-assurance that comes from if you are competitive. Right. Whether it's your acting right. or singing or an athlete, you know, and there's a lot of attention. You are kind of uh, unflappable that way as yeah. far as being yes. starstruck yeah. and more grown up than other other people. Uh, he's charming. I just loved him. Oh, yeah. I loved, I loved his bitchiness. Um, because he said um, something about himself and he said, um, just call me a goddess or something. Yes. I, no, I, I wrote loved, it down. I mean, like, I love he, when people, he owns it. Yes. I, he owns it, which I, is fun. Yes. But yes. I think more people should do yes. that. But I know it, it takes, you got to have a lot of balls to maintain that because people will hate on you. Yes, they will. And I know this from experience. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> okay. Let's, uh, let's get a little, uh, you know, uh, down um, load from Brandy Glanville about all things Real Housewives, because she's right. not a housewife anymore. No, she isn't. Brandy's last Real Housewives of Beverly Hills tagline was, I'd rather spend my life kicking ass than kissing it. And I don't expect her to pucker up to any butt now. So here's what, Brandy, I want to get your take on what's been going on on Beverly Hills lately. Yeah. Thoughts on the new housewife, Teddy Mellencamp? I don't want to see anyone accountable on reality TV. Ah, thoughts on Camille giving Dorit a ball gag because she said she talks too much. Funny or inappropriate? Loved it. Okay, thoughts on Vanderpump shading Dorit on tonight's episode during her birthday lunch. Oh, honey, it's just the beginning. Dorit will be very homeless soon. Um, thoughts on the whole drama with Dorit being late to lunch with Teddy? I mean, Dorit can do whatever she wants. I, I like Dorit. You do? Yeah. Um, thoughts on Rinna talking about how Ken was involved in a lawsuit? I mean, it, lawsuits and, it, you know what, a pass. Um, thoughts on Dorit getting upset that her wine was served in the wrong stemware? Uh, you know what, I kind of like it, but I would drink it if, in anything. Thoughts on Dorit calling Camille the C-word during a dinner party? Well, that's Brandy Playbook. I love that. Yes. It was um, fun, it was a joke. Thoughts on everyone getting mad at Erica for leading, leaving Teddy's beach house? Did they overreact? You don't do sleepovers after 14, shut up. Okay, thank you very much, Brandy. Okay, the only one. I hate anyone who's accountable because... On Ted, reality TV, yeah, she's an accountability, accountability coach. coach. And she, she is John Mellencamp's daughter. Do you like her? She's bringing the boring. That's what I was yeah. just going to say. I think she's... I would like it if Camille would come back and hold the peach or if they got another one. I don't think that it's really... For her, she's too reasonable to yeah. be a housewife. You need people who can who think they are above. But I it. like her. You know, well, I sure. liked her. There's there's nothing she's not um, annoying, right? At all. In fact, I'm more fascinated to know more about her husband. I her husband. I'm fascinated. He, he's fascinated. He with, seems there's something. Yeah, there's something up there. I yeah. felt it. Yeah, I did too. I feel like he's Is a it little... the two dyed hair? I was just going to say, I feel like he feels like he's on the spectrum. I, a no, little... I think he's an L.A. metrosexual. Okay, I feel like something's He's an up. affected he's L.A. An effect, guy. He's so grown affected, up. And, so affected. Yeah, that's all it is. And that's never our... We don't like affected guys. No. We like to be affected. There well, can only be one of us affected. And it's going to be us, damn it. <laughs> Speak for yourself. All right, listen, when we come back, we got the dirt alert. Is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Elizabeth! Hi, girls! Did you Hi. get a lot of uh, 
calls and tweets about our stellar acting yesterday as Ari and uh, it Lauren. Was, it was something pretty special, <laughs> and it was actually a perfect preview for their proposal. Which yeah, it really was. Oh, you guys were good. Yeah, thank no. you. It was excellent. If you missed it, you guys, we reenacted a conversation between Ari and Lauren, mm-hmm. and it was about as exciting as he- as you can imagine it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, I was surprised I got a couple emails from people saying that I should be, I'm being too hard on Ari, and I was like, I just have to disagree. Yeah. I just don't think that I, anybody is being too hard on Ari. He went along with the producer who produced him into doing all these ridiculous decisions. No backbone. No backbone. He's no. Mr. Play-Doh. Yeah, that's exactly what he mm-hmm. is. So anyway, he and Lauren, I'm sure, will be very happy together. It'll be fun to watch Becca. The highlight of the night for me last night was, of course, seeing the My Talk 107 Oh, wasn't that great? I know. On television and in The Bachelor and Becca's cute reaction to it, I thought it was fantastic. It yes. was so fun. I was screaming at the TV. I was so happy. The, the, two, the low moments were when Ari proposed. Yes, low. That was so low. Mm-hmm. And then I thought it was low that they introduced the Bachelorette at the end and had those four goofy guys come out except for the one hot guy. I know. They did that, that with Rachel Lindsay when they I know they did. The it, you know what? It, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't think it does anything for the next thing. It just sort of made it seem even more contrived, the whole everything. It's just, it was like a time filler and it feels awkward and that's not good live. There are some things yeah. that are good in live television. That wasn't good. It I just, mean, that first guy went on for like six minutes. Oh my gosh. She, I loved her dress. I was like, where do we buy the dress, the earrings, the cuff? And I the know. shoes. I oh. really, you know, one thing I really liked was like all the girls that were there that were so supportive. Of yes. They were. Girls. I thought that it was, was fun like too. these are girls, girls, and they yep. were thinking like we just made some really fun, great girlfriends out of this whole deal, which I I thought was a cute way to look at it. I wonder if like other girls just go on the show just to be like, let's find new friends. (laughs) Well, no, I think everyone that goes on the show in some way, shape or form wants to be on TV and see where that will lead them. Yes. Yeah. 100%. And if nothing else, they know they can go to maybe Bachelor in Paradise if they are act if they follow the advice of the producer who's producing them oh exactly and maybe you know they're all millennials that are sick of working in a cubicle you know if they're in a cubicle they want to get out of the cubicle i don't know so they they're go even the in bachelor. cubicles i think it's more than uh, that everyone expects to be famous they do it's, right that's the thing that mm-hmm. i just am blown away by mm-hmm. everyone thinks that fame is very very valuable yeah. i don't get it yeah, well, I mean, it's it's so it's so apparent like when you look at who follows Kylie Jenner's Instagram, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's just the same thing. Okay, let's get to some other other dirt though. Please. This Tommy Lee story. Oh, it's so messy. It's terrible. It's really messy and it is a bummer. So I want to give you the latest Brandon Lee is Tommy Lee's son and he's talking about this physical altercation that happened between him and his father on Monday night. So Brandon Lee put out a statement uh, All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. To people saying I'm devastated at the events of the last several days that have been a result of my father's alcoholism. I've worked tirelessly organizing an intervention and it's incredibly upsetting that it never came to fruition. I wanted my dad's hopeful sobriety and recovery to be a private family matter, but as a result of his accusations on social media, I feel forced to speak out. He says, I love my father and I just want to see him sober, happy, and healthy. And and wow. and he doesn't look like it. I, when no. I was looking at some photos of uh, Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee, and uh, <clears throat> he, he doesn't look sober. He's also doing the same thing Brad Pitt and Johnny Depp with the battered hat. Yeah, uh, yeah. Middle-aged men who are recovering from their peak, as our Christopher Cody mm-hmm. put it. <laughs> I mean, he really. He, it's sad. He he doesn't look good, and no. and you just think, what is what's going on there? And so good. I mean, that's tough for Brandon. This all happened when Tommy Lee posted a couple of tweets about Brandon's mom, Pamela Anderson. He Tommy Lee said, "Your interviews with Donald Trump and my ex-wife are pathetic." Tagging Piers Morgan, thinks she'd find something new to discuss instead of rehashing old bleep. But mm-hmm. I guess she has nothing else going on and needs attention. Signed in quotations, the abuser, and then in parentheses, who she texts every day and asks for me back. That's uh. what sent Brandon over the edge was yeah. because he'd been living with Tommy up until this altercation, and um, when Tommy went after his mom, Brandon got mad so the stories are really different tommy says that he and his fiance were in bed when brandon busted into the room and assaulted him he says i asked him to leave the house and he knocked me unconscious he ran away from the police that's the truth we shouldn't be knowing about any that's of right. this that's right any of this yes Jeez. yeah uh, there's a 911 call of the incident where tommy lee's wife uh says fiance. my stepson and my fiance mm-hmm. oh, fiance mm-hmm. thank you my stepson and my fiance got into a fight Tommy didn't hit his son. His son pushed him. Oh, that's oh. what she said. And she yeah. was like telling Tommy the story. wrote it down uh-huh. on a note for her. Call 911 and say this. Right. When the police got there, Brandon wasn't there. But this really is a messy, sad story. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Uh, and, and again, why would Tommy put that out there in social media? I, I feel like you're it's, drinking when you're doing something you are. like that. You don't have to be. You're, you're not that's thinking not, right. But and I feel like he's very sensitive because he's told his 25-year-old fiance about none of this. And right. she did, never Googled him. Oh, you're so <laughs> funny. And she Mary. doesn't know he went to jail for six months for beating up Pamela Anderson. You're so funny. Not good. <laughs> hey, Meghan Markle, um, she was secretly baptized. Yes. Tuesday evening. Yes. Yes. She has to in order to marry Harry in the Church of England. It's a 45-minute service. It was also attended by her future father-in-law, Prince Mm -hmm. Charles and Camilla. It was conducted by the Archbishop of Canterbury in the Royal Chapel at St. James's Palace in London. And she was confirmed immediately following her baptism, which means now she can join Harry at Holy Communion. Oh, and that means she can marry him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was brought up as Episcopalian, by the way, but then was enrolled in a Catholic high school. Mm -hmm. And uh, the palace had to outline her plans to formerly be baptized into the Church of England following her engagement. And really, the Church of England was solely started because, uh, oh, what's his name? Henry Henry VIII. Henry VIII couldn't get his 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 annulment from a woman he'd been married to for 20 years, so he broke away from the Vatican. Yes. It's kind of BS origins, if you think about it. It is. Well, yeah. 
I'm just, okay, I'm the king. I'm yep. just going to start my own church. Well, he could. Yeah. yeah, so why not? You can do whatever you and want. all kinds of people died because of it. I know, it was really terrible. Yeah. There's a lot of a yeah. lot of history. A, yeah, there is. When you start to watch The Crown, then you get you know so much more obsessed with it, too. Right. Um, okay, this uh, accused Oscar thief is going to fight his felony charge. He is? Uh, he and his client, apparently, this lawyer says, they plan to forcefully and aggressively resist the allegations against him. You know, the video evidence is going to be a little tough to overcome there, Palsy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see Terry Bryant holding the best action. Nobody cares about this right. guy. I swear I, he's, he's letting more He's milking it and he's making sure that we know about it because nobody could possibly care about this story. He's apparently going to plead guilt, not guilty. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, Dean he's, McDermott. Has, he hired a PR person to make sure his name and this story stays it. in the yes, news. No kidding. I swear. Dean McDermott hasn't been paying his child support. It's been Tori Spelling paying it. We all knew this, but Dean McDermott's ex-wife is talking about it. It. I can't stand that she doesn't leave him because there's, I really think he's ishy. Yes. And, and, you know, she won't leave him because she felt like her first marriage was such a failure. I know. And she's got all these kids and, and she, she, it's his money problems. Her mom will take care of her. He's yeah. a loser. Yeah. He's, he's been a loser since she's been with him. He doesn't have any money. Word. She's covering it. Word. Word. Word, Melizabeth. I like it, girl. Elizabeth. My now lady, Elizabeth, <laughs> Melizabeth. <laughs> My lady. Now we're going to get the word on traffic from uh, Kenny before we come back with Vintage Scandal involving... It's mm, a good one. It is a sexy vintage scandal. Okay, we have... Entertainment. And then there was a scandal. Vintage Scandal. It was quite the scandal. I am shocked at your behavior. <laughs> well, well, we thought the vintage scandal today should be in honor of um, Rita Moreno, who on Sunday at the Oscars at the age of 68 wore her dress. 78. No, she's 86. 86. Well, you said 68. Oh, I said 78. I got it mixed I knew it was more. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 86. 86, excuse me. <laughs> dyslexia. I know, a dyslexia in the numbers, but um, she was 86 and she won an Oscar for West Side Story. And yes. we never had her, We we, we uh, neither one of us read her memoir. Right. And it came out in 2013. Okay. So five years ago when she was 81. She put her her story out about her personal life, which and is juicy, very very juicy. And few women can say right in their book that they dated Elvis Presley just to make Marlon Brando jealous. jealous but she was very voluptuous, very sexy. The men, the men, loved her. Guys oh. went crazy for her. Yes. She was fiery Anita in West Side Story. Yeah. She was the royal Thai wife across from Yul Brenner in The oh. King and I. Oh, loved it. But mm-hmm. she also played a lot of Native Americans yes. or Indian squaws is what they would have called it in her day in the Right, movies. because of her skin tone being a... Mexican dancer. She was very much yeah. typecast yes. and all of that. So... Anyway, so we we did find out a lot of stuff. She really gave us good um, details Uh about her, like her eight-year-long affair with actor Marlon Brando. And she went off in detail in an interview with Good Day Day L.A. about that. Okay, She said, with Marlon Brando, because she dated him for eight years, it was a crazy love. 
for eight years until one day I quite literally was forced out of a coma and had to choose life over him. Her book is just called Rita Moreno, a memoir. Okay. Okay. If you want to read it. And she said that um, he, they met on the set of Desiree in 1954 and they just could not, he was a passionate lover. They had passionate love together. He almost, she almost took her life when a botched abortion and his serial infidelity, he could not keep his His pecker in his pants. And she, oh, Tried to overdose on sleeping pills. Oh, no. Because he talked her into that. He was never faithful. And because he wasn't faithful, when she went off, when she was, it was 1957, and Elvis was about, was 25, and he was about to become a Hollywood movie star. Yep. And Rita agreed to meet him on the set of his film, King Creole, and she did it to try and make Marlon Brando jealous. And they went on dates. More than one, more than six. Right. But when it came to getting physical, he was the complete opposite of the thrilling Marlon Brando. Yep. She said Marlon Brando was a better kisser than Elvis. Just the whole thing. Yeah. She just dated Elvis solely to make Marlon uh, jealous. jealous. Right. And as she also talks about how um, she had the casting couch, that's how she lost her virginity. To a repulsive agent who forced himself on her with the speed and intimacy of a vaccination oh, is how she oh, writes love it. That. That's like a Whoa, great, yeah. And cool. she ran from his apartment crying uh-huh. and terrified. Now, remember, this is the 50s. Right. And realized she needed to keep working with this agent to f- find success. Howard Hughes went after her, he, and he was so odd. He counted every pee on his plate, oh. separated them by size, oh. invited her for a private movie screening, and wore headphones throughout their first date. Oh my gosh. Their this sec- is a lot of fun. Yeah, their second date. <laughs> so oh, much fun. I know. I love it. But I you can just wait, see because he was OCD beyond. Yeah. But he went to that. His mental illness must have happened because in his early days in Hollywood, he wasn't like He that. was suave, debonair, yeah. handsome, oh, yeah. nothing. He was everything. Wrong. Yeah. So something happened with yep. his mental health. Their sec Rita Moreno and Howard Hughes second date. They had a second date. They did. It was second <laughs> and final. Was at a dinner at a restaurant at LAX, and Howard Hughes only wanted to talk about radar. Okay, lovely. Her first actor. That would be. That's I just know. so funny that she remembers that. Well, why wouldn't you? I, I mean, love it. Here yeah, you are with the richest man we, in the world, and you're talking about the radar. This is what we count on in a good yes, memoir. It makes I love me want to find Rita Moreno yes. a memoir. Her first actor boyfriend was Anthony Quinn. Oh, lovely. She called him uncourtly and uncouth, and he was not nice to women, although she didn't really, um, all she really alluded to was the fact that Anthony Quinn had a fetish for S&M. Okay, wow, gosh. This is her first boyfriend? And he liked her to sit on his lap and look at photos of guys smacking women's bottoms. (laughs) I love that visual, though. Yeah. Come sit on my lap. But the thing that she and Anthony Quinn bonded over Mm -hmm. as fellow Hispanics, they shared a deep resentment of the ethnic stereotyping Sure. That followed them in their Hollywood right, career because right. she was dubbed the hot Latin Spitfire. Exactly. Lori, and she hated that name. 
Lori, yes, I, of course she yeah. did. Lori, can we just say that all Elvis wanted to do with her was to grind? Yes, he just liked to make out and rub, mm-hmm. which, you know, in eighth grade. That's the best. Ninth or tenth or whenever that all starts happening. I know, yeah, he she might have been too much woman for him. Oh, I think so. You know, she might have scared him. Scared him and then mm-hmm. he didn't know what to do. But um anyway, she uh, spent her whole career fighting that whole the stereotype. The stereotype. And anyway, she was 22 when she met Marlon Brando and he was 30 and he saw her on the cover of Life magazine. And wow. then they met in the makeup room at the Desiree and Marlon Brando played Napoleon. Mm-hmm. And they just she recalled, she writes in her book, she had her first full body blush. Well, she says, uh, okay, uh, now let's just, I love that. No, let's I love just, that full uh, body blush. That means uh, it's the first time she felt tingly everywhere. everywhere. Right. Yeah, yeah. So great. That's such a, that's such a, just a lovely old fashioned, but lovely phrase. But um, listen, when the, the scene in the movie that she was in with Brando required method acting and she had to slap him in the face. Mm-hmm. She did as she was told, but the smack riled something in him. Yes. I had to hit him. And he said that he was challenged with the, you don't, you don't do this to me, look in his eyes. And he hauled me off and slam, slammed me uh, into his arm and kissed me passionately. Yeah, he married twice. Bra- Marlon Brando, over the eight years they had their affair, he got married to two different Stop women it. during their affair. He married an actress named Anna Kashfi and a Mexican-American actress named Evita Castaneda. Hmm. Married and divorced while they had this eight-year affair. <laughs> okay. And he, like, she yeah. married and dating. Yeah, yeah, she had, she lived, when she first went to Hollywood, she lived in a Hollywood boarding house where she lived with, like, Kim Novak and other aspiring, aspiring actresses. And he would call her boarding house and he had a habit of pausing to think and sometimes he would stay silent for up to a half hour oh my gosh and uh, she would stay on the phone yes and she would oh. give herself a manicure and, as a, and a pedicure waiting for him to speak but again this is 1957 sure uh, you wouldn't find too many 22 year old girls anymore who would ever do that yeah, you know I would hope not but he always um he he just was a great lover he was i sensual, can't even imagine generous yeah and delightfully inventive, um, but he was mean, and she hints in her book at physical violence. I can, I could, yeah. And um, her, her, the other guy she tried to make Marlon Brando jealous was, was she dated Dennis Hopper. Oh wow! For a hot second, yep. and um, yeah, and uh, anyway, he. Um, what else did she say that was kind of? Good. It was when Brando returned from filming Mutiny on the Bounty in Tahiti and expected to resume their affair because yeah. he had been fathering children with some woman in Tahiti. That's, yeah, that's true. And um, <laughs> anyway, she, her therapist, after she swallowed these pills, sleeping pills, right. she was so distraught, said, you can choose your life or you can choose Marlon Brando. Right. This affair will right. destroy you. And um, by then she had won, you know, the Best Sporting Actress for Marie and West Side right. Story. But it hurt her so badly um, that you, she was able to. to she was away. Anita to Natalie Wood's Maria. Right. And she just, it irked her 
and other people that Natalie Wood got to play. The, the Latino. Yes. Right. It and, just and drove yeah. her crazy. Yeah. And she said Natalie seemed so uncomfortable around us. Here we were, a bunch of ra- raucous rowdy, and all of us were Puerto Rican. Right, or this. right, right. And here's Natalie Wood just here's getting cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So she also had uh, the uh, Kenneth Tynan. Is another one of her memorable lovers. Isn't he's George Chickless or something? Whatever that well, guy is. Well, Chikiris. George Chikiris. Chikiris. Yeah. He's a big. Kenneth Tynion was a British theater oh, uh, okay. critic who was. We're talking about Rita Moreno. If yeah. you're just joining us. And then in 1965, she found love with her dependable cardiologist husband Lenny Gordon, and they were married for 45 years until. He died in 2010, oh. and she did play out one final act in 1968. Three years after she was mm-hmm. married, Brando wanted her to be a love interest in the thriller The Night of the Following Day, stuck in a Brittany seaside uh, fishing village in France during filming. Did she do it? She fell asleep after a boozy dinner and woke up to him lying beside her and begging her to spend the night. She refused only for their stormy past to blow up while filming a scene in which she had to slap him. Mm. And she slapped him. That's what I just told you. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Anyway. And she saw him one more time before he died, and his stomach was so big she couldn't get him close enough to kiss. Yeah, oh, he gained so much weight. Just to end that. That's just such a wow visual. It is. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Lorraine. Hey, Pablo's. Oh, that is pink, and she is going to be at the Excel on Monday Monday night, night, March 12th. People are very excited. That show is so, so sold out, although I went online and there are nosebleed seats for like about one fifteen. Wow! And front row seats for like three seventy five. And that's kind of not horrible considering how yeah. much of a show. She's so worth it. She is so worth. What's it. What's our sure. favorite headline, honey? Well, I just um, I first I have to get you to weigh in on okay. how do you feel about um, me retweeting for Joan Collins her uh, just a bottle uh, I am woman her fragrance in honor of. Uh, National Fragrance Week. I think you should. Yeah. And I am woman. I am woman. And with Mother's Day on the way, she said, why not for that too? <laughs> <laughs> and why not for International Women's Day tomorrow? Exactly. I am woman. Okay, can I, I tell you? I do have our favorite headline. Oh, okay. That was I, got, I have something to tell you. Okay. That was an ad. Uh, okay. Tiffany Haddish got up bright and early to clap back at her haters on Twitter. So it... Because at the Oscars, Tiffany was having the time of her life, and it was a joy to behold on every single show that you saw the next day or even on ABC and E. She was one of the most brightest, most joyful people on what was otherwise a very dull evening. Absolutely, Lorene. And people started tweeting at her and hating her. and she Because Julia... People just don't people like to want, see people happy. That's right. I, I'm sorry. People get to be happy. Yeah. It's, it's part of life. She yeah. just, and she clapped back to too. like every, uh, like here's somebody, I low-key find Tiffany Haddish annoying. She's funny, but I can only take her in small doses. So this is just a random person. Mm-hmm. So Tiffany says, I'm Tiffany Haddish, always me. You should try it. Always be you. It's easier than being fake. Trust. You ever wonder why people are bitter? Because they've been fake for so long. Thank you for letting your 1,200 followers know about me. Hashtag bless your heart. <laughs> I love That's it. That's a good response. Bless okay. your heart. Yeah. I Yeah, no, no, no. Um, and another person, um, Tiffany's been in one hit movie, and it wasn't that great, and she flopped on SNL, and she won't stop talking, and her A-list, blah, blah, blah. And she just wrote back to her, wow, I must have slept with your man. You mad. <laughs> you mad. I love, now that is so funny. 
I know. I mean, but you, Matt, that is hysterical. She's she's she can handle it, and of course she she, and, can. and let uh, let just grow and grow. Tiffany Haddish, uh, don't try to take on a comic. No, no ever. All right, can I tell you lose. something I read yeah. today? Okay, um, Andrew Lloyd Webber, you know who's done all the famous. Don't give me that glossed over look. We're talking old school, okay? I just want to share with you something because I'm leaving and I'm worried that he won't get his representation (laughs) on the air, Lorene. Okay, I'm just going to tell you. So he spoke with Cindy Adams because he has a new book out. His autobiography is called Unmasked. And this is what he... I wonder if he's going to be truthful because I feel like there's some dish with him. Well, here's dish. Sarah. Sarah Brightman. Mm -hmm. All right, here's some dish. Phantom of the Opera, opening night in 86. My worry wasn't the produ- about the production or the audience or technical support. My then-wife, Sarah Brightman, mm-hmm. was the star. I kept worrying about her. Evita. That was okay, my- wait. What? That's well, it? That's it? No, he kept worrying about her because she found out he had an affair. Oh. She had an affair. You don't even know. Who I'm moving on. <laughs> that was all it. Just stop. Just stop. The be- the next one's better. Evita. Okay. It was my toughest one I've ever written. Mm-hmm. I difficultly finding a way into Eva Perone's character. See mm. how she got to where she did to write that score. I had to find a way to get into a story because it was so hard because I didn't empathize with her. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. and that is one of the all time greatest love songs. And Don't cry hate- for me, Argentina. Right, and he couldn't so get into it. Cats. I love cats. I dearly love cats. I adore them. I have a bunch in my house. Um, I can't wait to find a subject. So these are little excerpts from yeah. like his book? Yeah. Okay. And then he said... Um, well, you I, didn't say that very convincingly. Well, what is it from? His book. His it is a book that's yes, coming out. it's okay. called Unmasked. All right. Yeah. And he said um, he can't wait to find some subject now that he'd like to write about. I might have found something interesting, but I don't know. It's It's hard for him to find interesting things today. My first Broadway show was mm-hmm. his show. Which the, one? Uh, Starlight Express. Oh, they were on the roller skating skates. Ones? Yeah. I saw that. It was the first time so, I went to New York, and it was just, I thought it was the bomb. It was just amazing. <laughs> they were on yep. But when it was all over, I was like, oh, that was kind of, And but then, you know, I had, he did Jesus Christ Superstar. You and know, Phantom and of the Opera. Yeah. And but his first one was, was it Jesus Christ for, Superstar? His first? I think so. I think it was. But Tim Cats, Rice. I've seen like twice. Jesus yeah. Christ Superstar is amazing. I've amazing. seen that several times. Yeah. And the music, I mean, come on. Yeah. But interesting what he bo- wrote about Evita, because you said that is like one of the best love story- songs. Yeah. Yes. And he just couldn't have well, any empathy for her. All right. Okay. And, and at his book, you know, his signing, Glenn Close, who stars in... Sunset Boulevard mm-hmm. um, brought. Is that an Andrew Lloyd Webber yes, production? Yes. Okay. And she's sitting in the front, and next to her is her um, dog, Sir Pip. It was a white haired Havanese. And what? And it That's was a big dog. And it had its own chair. Oh, yeah, it's, they're huge. <laughs> Those and dogs are huge. All at once, he said, Shh, you'll wake the dog oh. when they're laughing. But anyway, he's going to be 70 on March 28th. And he. 70? Is, yep. I feel that's like all? he's. That's, that's all. He was oh, a young um, yeah, Uber genius no then when he yeah. was doing all this in the seventies. Right. Mm. He said NBC is airing, you know, a tribute to a superstar on the twenty eighth. So that's going to be, and then we have Easter. They're they're John doing the Legend life, is in it. Yeah, yeah action. Yeah. Jesus Christ superstar. Yeah. So anyway, it might be interesting. I just kind of thought it was funny. Okay. Well, I just wondered if there were like there was dishy things about um, the, why he and Sarah Brightman broke up. 
Well, what he kind of looked like a homely he, version of um, who was Arthur? David Geffen. Dudley no. Moore. Oh, Dudley Moore. Yeah. He looked like a like the homely brother mm. of Dudley Moore. <laughs> it's good. I like. Yeah. You know, if he you did. put those two he side does. by yeah. side, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's true. So, oh, she had an affair with the Phantom keyboard player. Thank you. Is what happened. That's why he was worried. Oh, okay. He's that's only why, worried about his wife. That's why he started his own affair for the woman he's now married to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, so, gosh. Well, Brad Pitt's in a better place, people. Yeah. That's so... We just can end it We wrote it there. that headline for People uh-huh. magazine today. I'm relieved. Yeah, yeah, I know you are. All right. Have a great night, everybody. Bye. Bye.